T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome into this week's edition of Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. Thank you guys for joining us each and every Sunday as we try to collectively succeed in the sport that is fantasy football. Uh, We've already got some action underway this morning. Nice early game in London between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Carolina Panthers. I, uh, after Mike Evans zero catch zero yard performance last week uh i went round and round all week long as to whether or not i should start mike evans this week uh in five consecutive matchups against the panthers he has not caught a touchdown and has failed to top more than 61 yards but i convinced myself to play him because he's playing in london and he's a massive harry potter fan the uh first play of the game Jameis winston forced the ball to him he was being covered by james bradbury and it was picked off so, we're already not doing great this morning, but hopefully we can turn it around. Not a lot of action so far in this game. The Carolina Panthers are up 3 to nothing early on, uh, specifically because of that interception. But other than that, no real offense so far in this game. So, hopefully they can get some things going. I still have faith in Mike Evans playing in London. Again, he is a massive Harry Potter fan, so hopefully that plays into favor and he can turn this thing around. Uh, but where I want to start real quick, This should go without saying in most fantasy leagues, but based on a situation I found myself in this week, I feel like it needs to be addressed. Fantasy football, we have teams that suck. When you are in a league year after year, you should have a little pride in your team, even if you're garbage at 0-5, and still make waiver moves. It's very frustrating when people with actual good teams get good players because you aren't doing your part in participating and picking up the guys that need to be picked up. That's what you do when you're number one in the waiver order. I don't care if your team's 0-5. It's part of playing the game. When you're in the league every year, just participate. I don't care if your team sucks every year. Just do it. That, that's what you're spending money on anyways. Protein House Eat with a Purpose, text line 69306. Send in your uh, lineup questions, and I will try to answer those throughout the show. Let's spread the field. Spread the field. Where I'd like to start this morning, the Seattle Seahawks at the Cleveland Browns. There's something working in Baker Mayfield's favor this week is that the uh, Seahawks have one of the worst pass rushes in the NFL. Uh, You know, the Browns, of course, coming off of an absolutely brutal game against San Francisco 49ers, who are quietly one of the best defenses in the league, have the best rushing attack in the league. Uh, But the Seahawks run defense has been good, but they have been subpar against pass-catching running backs. Um, so, I, I I mean, you're, you're still putting Nick Chubb in your lineup, obviously, but there's uh, there's upside here in this game against a Seahawks unit that isn't quite what it used to be. Uh, Odell's been absolutely brutal outside of one game where he was highly productive. Other than that, it has been rough for Odell Beckham this season. Uh, but he's still top 10 in targets. He's 11th in air yards. 
So the game script is there. He's getting the opportunities. I think Odell's going to turn this thing around. I think that, uh, you know, and maybe the Browns, with all of that talent, maybe it just isn't this season. Maybe they do wind up being like a 7-9 and nine football team. But there's too much talent on that offense for them to continue to be this bad. Like, I, I think they have to turn it around at some point. Jarvis Landry's been racking up a ton of yards, at least. So, at least Jarvis Landry's been effective. Um, so, I, I think that Jarvis Landry has to be in your lineup. Odell still has to be in your lineup. Nick Chubb's obviously in your lineup against the Seahawks. Um, other than that, I'm not really messing around with any Browns. Uh, the Browns gave up 275 rushing yards to the 49ers on Monday night. Uh, so, Chris Carson should get a lot of work today. Uh, Rashad Penny should get worked into the rotation. He's been banged up, but... Pete Carroll keeps talking about him, keeps talking about how they want to get him involved in their rushing attack as well. Uh, Russell Wilson's been absolutely lights out uh, playing at, you know, he is the front runner for MVP right now. So Russ is obviously in your lineup. Chris Carson's in your lineup. And I think Rashad Penny's got a chance to be effective. Maybe the Browns bounce back today uh, after giving up that many rushing yards against the Niners. Uh, but we know Seattle wants to run the ball. They're going to try to force it. Love Tyler Lockett today. Love Will Disley. Uh, the Browns, Likely without Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams yet again, although their secondary hasn't been too terrible, even without their top two cornerbacks. The Houston Texans at the Kansas City Chiefs. Immediately after the show, I will be headed out to Arrowhead today. Hopefully, I'll run into you on my way inside. Uh, should be a good game. Uh, you know, it, it's pretty simple with this one. Get Get everybody in. I know the Chiefs are coming off of a rough one, but you're not going to bench your Chiefs, right? There's still too much upside with this offense. Patrick Mahomes is too is still a very, very special player. Tyreek Hill is a legitimate game-time decision. If he plays, I'm putting him in every lineup that I that I can possibly put him in. Um, you know, I, I know that there's, there's a worry that, you know, if he does play, maybe they bring him back in slow. Maybe they mix him in. Um, the upside is just there. And he's a special, special player with a special quarterback. And I don't think you play games with that. I think you just put him in your lineup and you hope for the best. Uh, Travis Kelsey coming off one of his worst performances of the season. He has to be in your lineup, obviously. He's still one of the you know two best tight ends in fantasy football and the NFL in general. And generally with Patrick Mahomes, after having games where he's got under five catches, he bounces back with like 100 yards and a touchdown. So Travis Kelsey, although the Houston Texans have been very good at guarding the tight end position this season, I think that Travis Kelsey needs to be in your lineup, and I think that he is going to turn things around today. As far as McCole Hardman and Demarcus Robinson go, uh, even if Tyree kills in the lineup, I still want both of them. As I've mentioned before, with this Chiefs offense, I know they've struggled the last two weeks. I still want every share of this Chiefs offense that I can get. They're way too talented uh, to continue playing like this. I know the offensive line's banged up. Uh, I know that they're playing without Andrew Wiley today. They're missing Sammy Watkins. But these guys still have all the upside. And the Texans' defense, their secondary is pretty old and pretty slow. So I think that this is going to be a shootout game. I think that these guys have to be in your lineup because I think everybody's got potential to take one to the house today. Uh, feels like LaShawn McCoy has to be more involved against the Texans. Texans give up 145 total yards to opposing running backs per game. Uh, Damian Williams has been absolutely brutal in the run game. He's averaging 1.8 yards per carry this season. I know that uh, with Damian Williams, it's, well, he's the pass catching back. 
Uh, and last week, the uh, runs were absolutely brutal. And LaShawn McCoy wasn't getting worked into the offense at all. I don't know if they just felt like they had to force feed Damian Williams because he'd been hurt. I don't know. Daryl Williams is sitting on your bench. I still think that LaShawn McCoy and Damian Williams are potential plays, depending on what your uh, running back status looks like. Um, I don't necessarily favor either one of them, but I'm putting both of them in, in my lineup if I have shares of them. Houston has allowed the uh, most running back receptions as well. So that there's some upside there for Damian Williams. Uh, Carlos Hyde has reason to perform. If you believe he was hurt by Andy Reid and Brett Beach not calling him to tell him he was traded. I think that's ridiculous. Carlos Hyde, you never played a regular season game here. You were just a training camp body and everybody knew it. But like you were going to get cut because by the end of the preseason, you were running with a third stringer. So you were never going to make this team, Carlos Hyde. So don't get hurt by it. You should have known what was coming and you should be happy that another team was willing to trade for you like the Texans did. I'm avoiding Carlos Hyde because there's too much optimism around him against the Chiefs. I understand the Chiefs run defense has been absolutely brutal. I just don't trust Carlos Hyde. You can call me a hater if you want. I do like Duke Johnson, um, you know, but he he's not really getting utilized enough. So I don't love either one of them. I'm certainly not playing either one of these guys in any of my DFS lineups. Of course, I could be completely wrong. I don't trust them. I do love DeAndre Hopkins, though, and I do trust him. DeAndre Hopkins has been has struggled a little bit this season. He's only really got one highly productive fantasy game, but he was okay last week. Will Fuller, obviously incredible, over 200 yards and three touchdowns last week. He's not going to do that every week, but there's reason to believe that Hopkins and Fuller can both be highly productive today against a suspect Kansas City secondary. Uh, and Kiki Cutie, I like a lot as well. He looks like he's finally healthy. Kenny Stills likely not going to play today. Kiki Cutie had a nice 40-yard gain last week. I think he's healthy. I think he's primed and ready to have a good game as well. He is definitely a deep sleeper for me this week. The Washington R's at the Miami Dolphins. I kind of love this game. Like, this this game should be gross. You should be avoiding it at all costs because it's two teams that are legitimately vying for the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. But there's upside on both sides in this game because both these defenses are so brutal. Um, Case Keenum getting the start. He's been the most functional fantasy quarterback for Washington. I like Scary Terry this week, despite the fact that he's probably going to be shadowed by Xavier Howard. Uh, Xavier Howard hasn't been great this season. I like Scary Terry. Sounds like he's healthy. Trey Quinn could be a deep sleeper this week. He's had opportunities down the field. Uh, and the Dolphins secondary outside of Howard is just terrible. I love Adrian Peterson this week. His new head coach, Bill Callahan, pretty much said, we're just going to run the ball a ton, and the Dolphins are the worst run defense in the NFL dating back to last season. I think Adrian Peterson legitimately could get 20 carries today. I am playing Adrian Peterson in multiple lineups. Uh, Chris Thompson has at least four catches in five games this season, and they've allowed four touchdowns to pass catching running back. So Chris Thompson also a lot of upside this week. Kenyon Drake could be in line for a decent day, I guess, against the defense that's allowing the third most rushing attempts and our bottom 10 in rushing yards and receiving yards. I still don't love Kenyon Drake because it's Kenyon Drake, but he's definitely a cheap option that you could take a flyer on. Josh Rosen hasn't been terrible, but his receivers aren't doing him any favors. They lead the NFL in drops per game. Uh, but I do like Preston Williams. I like Devontae Parker a lot. I would, I would side Preston Williams over Devontae Parker, but they're both getting targeted deep down the field a lot. Like Josh Rosen's actually been throwing it deep a fair amount. And I think Preston Williams or Devontae Parker has an opportunity to get a deep touchdown today. I like Preston Williams a little bit more. 
uh, Washington secondary has given up nine touchdowns to opposing wide receivers this season. Let's get the weather. Storm warnings with Steve. Uh, as of right now, no real weather we need to worry about around the NFL. Uh, should be pretty nice today. Should be a nice day at Arrowhead. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to getting out there and uh, you know checking out some tailgates as I'm headed into my into the press box at Arrowhead Stadium. Should be a fun game today between the Houston Texans and the Kansas City Chiefs. Lots of upside in this game. Very excited about it. Uh, we need to hit a quick timeout when we get back. The Arrowhead Pride Fantasy Locks of the Week. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. 610 Sports Radio. No, they shouldn't pay him. A radio.com station. Arrowhead Pride Fantasy Locks of the Week. What's up, guys? It's Pete Sweeney here with your daily fantasy lineup for Sunday, October 13th. At quarterback, I have the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. I think he has multiple touchdowns in this game. At running back, I have Mark Ingram and Carlos Hyde. We know the Chiefs' run defense is not good. They're without Chris Jones. Hyde is going to have a big day. doesn't mean the Chiefs can't win this game, but I think he puts up big fantasy numbers. At wide receiver, I have Adam Thielen, Odell Beckham Jr., and DJ Shark Jr. At tight end, George Kittle. He is a game-time decision, so watch that one. In my flex, I have the Miami Dolphins wide receiver Preston Williams. They're going against the Redskins today. If they're ever going to win, it's going to be today. And on defense, I have the Denver Broncos taking on the Tennessee Titans. The Denver Broncos have been coming on a little bit as of late. I think the Titans are a team that they can handle. The Arrowhead Pride tailgate preview in Chiefs and Texans is up at 10 a.m. Stay with us. Uh, I, I don't really know why Pete Sweeney had rave music during his fantasy picks. That's not really how that's supposed to sound. But uh, Pete Sweeney, Ken Swanson, coming up today at 10 a.m. The Arrowhead Pride tailgate taking you right up to kickoff of the Chiefs and the Texans. Protein House, you with the purpose, text line 69306. Send in your lineup questions. I will try to get you covered throughout the show. I will try to answer those for you before I head out to Arrowhead. And uh, make sure you guys are listening to Forced to Punt. Throughout the week, me and Dusty Lichen sit down and try to uh, give you waiver advice, try to uh, help you with your lineups, try to update you on all things fantasy football. So make sure you listen. Forced to punt on the radio.com app as well as the 435 Podcast Network. Please download. Go line goat. So I faded Derrick Henry in every league possible because I just I, I just didn't really trust him. Um he he's a guy that has let fantasy owners down year after year despite being really good in December for whatever reason. It makes zero sense. But he's actually put it all together this season. He's become a true workhorse running back. He's got four touchdowns from the one-yard line this season. I think he is an absolute lock to get all of the Titans' goal line touchdowns this season. And he gets the Broncos, who are giving up the third most rushing touchdowns per game. I absolutely love Derrick Henry today. Loud wrong. Old Carson Wentz really burned me last week. Really, really burned me. Uh, had a wonderful matchup against the New York Jets. And, you know, everything lined up where Carson Wentz has a brutal five-game stretch against, you know, top five, top ten pass defenses. For the next five weeks, Carson Wentz is a questionable start at best in most fantasy lineups. 
So last week was that week where, okay, I'm in on Carson Wentz. He's got an opportunity to throw like four touchdown passes against that terrible New York Jets team. He didn't. Uh, their defense was fantastic, and their defense is questionable, but the New York Jets started Luke Falk as their quarterback. Carson Wentz just didn't have to throw. He only had one touchdown. It was a very, very disappointing week. Um, I, I feel like I would have had monster cash days in all of my fantasy lineups because I nailed on Will Fuller, but I missed on Carson Wentz. It really, really hurt me. Um, I, I, I'm struggling to find a situation where I want Carson Wentz to be my fantasy starter for the next month plus, to be completely honest. All birds. I do feel a little bit more confident in this fantasy lineup, however. I, I think that we can win some money with this lineup today. I, I, I like it a lot. There's a ton of good offensive matchups around the NFL. By the way, Christian McCaffrey got a touchdown for the Carolina Panthers. And was that, was that Peyton Barber or Ronald Jones? I don't know. One of the Tampa Bay running backs just scored a touchdown. Uh, the Panthers lead that game 10-7 to right now. But getting back to my daily lineup, I love Deshaun Watson against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, right now, he's the number one scoring fantasy quarterback. Um, you know, I know he let teams down against the Carolina Panthers a couple of weeks ago, but he bounced back nicely. And I think he's going to have an opportunity to do that today. This matchup should be awesome. This should be a really fun game between two high-powered offenses, we hope. Uh, hopefully, we get the fireworks that we believe we can get out at Arrowhead today. I love Mark Ingram as well. Going against a Cincinnati team that is absolutely brutal against opposing running backs. Mark Ingram should be in for a good one. I already told you I love Adrian Peterson. Bill Callahan, baby. Adrian Peterson's going to get like 20 touches today. I am buying in, and he is super cheap on all daily fantasy sites. Tyreek Hill, if he plays, I think has to be in, in your fantasy lineup. And I want shares of him in a lot of my daily lineups because I think that the Chiefs, they need to get this offense going. They need to jumpstart. I think Tyreek Hill's going to be highly involved assuming that he plays. DeAndre Hopkins, I got to pair him with Deshaun Watson. I think this is the DeAndre Hopkins breakout game that we've all been waiting for. Really like Calvin Ridley today, going against the Arizona Cardinals, one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL. Calvin Ridley's been quiet lately, but Matt Ryan has still been a pretty highly productive fantasy quarterback despite throwing a lot of interceptions. I think Calvin Ridley's going to have a good game today. I also really like Gerald Everett. Um, Rams might not have Brandon Cook, so I think that Gerald Everett's going to be highly involved. He's had back-to-back -back good games. He was he was a popular waiver pickup this week, and I think he's in for a good one. Stefan Diggs also with a very nice matchup. Um, he, you know, Adam Thielen got the force feed game last week. I think it's Diggs this week. Uh, he had a good game a couple weeks ago. Vikings are starting to pass a little bit more. I think Diggs is in for a good one, and I like the San Francisco 49ers defense right now. One of the better defenses in the NFL. They're getting a lot of sacks. Nick Bosa looks like a monster. D. Ford's supposed to be back. Uh, he was productive last week. Uh, there, there's a lot of good things coming for the San Francisco 49ers defense. Let's get back to some of these matchups. The Philadelphia Eagles at the Minnesota Vikings. Jordan Howard's been awesome lately. He's also had tremendous success against the Vikings for some reason. Um Vikings generally have a pretty good run defense, and that's still true this season. But Jordan Howard, even in Chicago, uh, s consistently put up numbers against the AFC North rival. So I actually like Jordan Howard a lot this week, even going against a tough run defense. Uh, Miles Sanders had a big catch last week, but he's losing snaps to Howard because Howard has just been fantastic. So I don't love Miles Sanders this week. I think you have to bench him. Uh, Xavier Rhodes hasn't been quite the same type of lockdown corner this season that he has been in the past. Uh, the Vikings defense, while still good, isn't quite the elite unit that they have been. 
So I still like Alshon Jeffrey this week. Um, I, I hate Nelson Aguilar, who isn't getting targets. And uh, the, the Vikings have been great against slot wide receivers this season. So I'm not playing Nelson Aguilar in any lineups. Uh, but the Vikings have allowed the fourth most receptions to tight ends this season. So I love Zach Ertz today. Eagles run defense, absolutely elite. Haven't allowed a back to rush for more than 44 rushing yards this season. But obviously, Dalvin Cook still going to get force-fed the ball by the Vikings. He is their offense for the most part. So you can't afford to bench Dalvin Cook. He's the number two uh, fantasy running back right now. Obviously, he's going to be in your lineup. Eagles secondary has been brutal, but they have a fantastic pass rush. So if the Vikings can keep Cousins clean, he's got a chance to put up some numbers today. Uh, Prior to that trash game against Luke Falk last week, the Eagles were allowing the most yards per game to opposing wide receivers. So again, got digs and some of my daily lineups. I like Thielen a lot today too. And as always, don't ever play Kyle Rudolph because he sucks. Saints at Jacks. Alvin Kamara is listed as questionable in this game after not practicing the last two days of the week with an ankle injury. Uh, he is expected to go. Um, if he doesn't, obviously Latavius Murray is on tap. And the uh, Jags have been good against opposing rushers aside from Christian McCaffrey this season. Um, the Jags haven't allowed over 50 rushing yards to any individual rusher over the last 18 games. Uh, maybe Jalen Ramsey plays, but without Ramsey, their pass defense hasn't been great. Uh and they don't really shadow with A.J. Boye, so I still like Michael Thomas coming off of a good game. Uh, could be in good shape today. Jared Cook, he he doesn't have a great matchup, but he did show some life last week with Teddy Bridgewater, and it's so thin at tight end. I think he's a viable starter, um, but I'm not chasing those points from last, from last week. But, you know, uh, as a George Kittle owner in multiple leagues, George Kittle's questionable little worried about him. Sounds like he's going to go, but Jared Cook might be a guy who could be available in a lot of your leagues. Uh, Saints haven't allowed a top 12 performance to a running back this season. They've been great since Breeze went down on defense, uh, but you can't afford to bench Leonard Fournette because he's just going to get 20 touches a game guaranteed. DJ Chark likely to see a lot of Marshawn Lattimore, who's had a serious resurgence. He had had a down year last year, uh, struggled in the first couple of games of the season, but again, this Saints defense since Drew Breeze went down overall, it's just been fantastic. So DJ Chark likely going to see a lot of Marshawn Lattimore, who held Mike Evans last week to zero catches for zero yards. Um, that's worrisome, but I still think that Gardner Minshew is going to find a way to get DJ Chark the ball because he just keeps proving me wrong each and every week. So I'm still putting DJ Chark into my lineup. I think you have to right now. He's just been too fantastic for you to, to for you to risk benching. Uh, Minshew is dealing with a sore groin, but the uh, Saints have given up eight passing touchdowns. Uh, most of that coming before Drew Brees went down. And uh, D.D. Westbrook, the Saints secondary, is pretty bad against slot w- wide receivers. And D.D. Westbrook actually seeing a ton of targets this season despite uh, minimal production. So I think D.D. Westbrook is a guy that you can put in your lineups today as well. The uh, Cincinnati Bengals at the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens just lost Tony Jefferson for the season. Secondary's already banged up, so I kind of like Andy Dalton this week. Tyler Eifert has been a huge disappointment despite some uh, plus matchups this year. Uh, But if you want to take another chance, the Ravens have been pretty bad against tight ends this season. So he's another guy that has has an opportunity, I think, to at least get a touchdown this week. And that's really all you're looking for from your tight ends. Aside from like the top three guys right now, it's just a guy who can maybe get you like 30 yards and a touchdown. Uh, The Bengals are giving up over five yards per carry. They've given up the most receptions to running backs. So, obviously, Mark Ingram's in your lineup. Uh, Sounds like Hollywood Brown is not going to play, so I don't think you can start any Ravens wide receiver this week despite a good matchup. 
I guess you could take a chance on Boykin, but I don't I don't really love him. I don't really love Willie Sneed. Uh, Mark Andrews looks healthy finally, so obviously he's in your lineup. Uh, the Bengals are about as bad as it gets against opposing rushers. Uh, number two backs have put up significant fantasy numbers. So I actually like Gus Edwards today, too, too as, as a deep sleeper to potentially put up some numbers. Um, I love Tyler Boyd, who's having another good season. Ravens have been bad against slot wide receivers all year, so I think Tyler Boyd's in for a good one. He's going to get a ton of targets. Uh, no John Ross, no A.J. Green. Like he, he is just their number one wide receiver right now. Um, I, I don't want to play odd and Tate, but he's been a popular pickup this week. So I mean, if you're thin at wide receiver, if you're having injury issues, odd and Tate might be somebody who's in the mix. Uh, Joe Mixon has been better the last couple of weeks, but he's only scored once all year. And the uh, Ravens have given up at least one rushing touchdown this season, except against the Dolphins. Uh, I think Joe Mixon has to be in your lineup, but I still don't love the play, to be completely honest. Uh, we need to quick, hit a quick timeout when we get back. My good friend, Ben Heisler. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. Welcome back into Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. As always, at this time, every single Sunday, we are joined by my good friend, Ben Heisler. Fantasy Advice with Benny Heiss is brought to you by Response Genius. Visit ResponseGenius.com, improve your organization's email, digital, and direct marketing results. What's going on, Benny? What's happening, Serta? Happy second week of London action to you and another crazy day in the NFL. Yes. Um, hopefully, uh, you know, we got a lot of picks right last week. We bounced back after a rough week four. Hopefully we can do the same this week. Um, where I want to start today... There's a lot of injuries around the NFL. There's a lot of disappointing wide receivers who haven't really been producing guys that you drafted with high-end draft picks like a DeAndre Hopkins or a Odell Beckham. Um, I'm curious if there's any of those guys that you're really worried about right now that that, that there might not be a uh, turnaround coming in the near future. Not really, and I think you know the two guys that you brought up, let's start with DeAndre Hopkins. He's still getting a consistent amount of targets in this offense. He's had no less than seven targets uh, in the games that he's played so far this year and a minimum of five catches for, for 40 yards. So it's not an ideal DeAndre Hopkins today, but it's not like he's been giving you, you know, like a goose egg like, like um, Mike Evans last week. You know, that was absurd, and Keenan Allen only having 18 yards. Um, and, Amar, and not Amari Cooper, he's been great, but Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, with four catches in the last two games for about 47 total yards. I, I just see regression on the positive side coming back for these guys. Hopkins, I love him in the matchup today. You know, he's probably one of my favorite cash game wide receivers that I'm going to have everywhere, especially on a site like Fantasy Sports Markets where you don't have to pay for salaries. And as far as Odell Beckham is concerned, you know, I actually think this could be a sneaky shootout today in Cleveland. Uh, Seattle has had a tough time getting to the quarterback uh, despite the trade for Jadavion Clowney. They just have not gotten pressure where they've needed to. And Russell Wilson, part of the reason he's an MVP candidate is because they're not running the ball as much. They're, they've needed him to throw. So, uh, you know, Cleveland still has a tough few games ahead, but then their schedule gets very easy down the stretch. And that's when I think you're going to see Baker and Odell and Landry and you know, Nick Chubb and maybe a little bit of Kareem Hunt, all those guys really go off. So I, Cleveland is that team for me that, you know, as everybody is selling on Baker and all the pieces around them, this is a great, great time to buy low on them. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. There's reason to worry about some of those guys, I think, but the top 10 wide receiver landscape right now is just ridiculous. Like there, there's names that you never could have imagined, like a, like a DJ Chark. And I love DJ Chark, but he's not going to keep catching touchdowns 
every single week. Like, he's going to slow down eventually, and some of these guys are going to have some big weeks, like you know, Will Fuller, who jumped up, like, 40 spots in the wide receiver rankings right. because of one absurd week. Yeah, I, I think that's totally true, and, and I'm sort of looking at you know, the, the top guys for this week. You know, Cooper Cup was a guy that was drafted upwards in the fifth through seventh round this year, and he's the number two overall wide receiver in PPR this year. You know, Cooper Cup has had no less than nine targets in a game. He's had no less than, than 46 yards, and that was still on ten targets with seven catches uh, in the opener against Carolina this year. So you're always going to see some variation, but there's still just too much talent. And we haven't even talked about Tyree Kill yet. We'll see what you know ultimately his status will be today. Um, but there's plenty of guys that have gotten great opportunities, fantastic matchups, and just haven't seemed to produce. But I think the sample size is still just a tad bit small this year. And so we, we've got what should be an amazing fantasy game here today at Arrowhead. Uh, Chiefs looking to bounce back after their first loss of the season. Texans coming off of a monster win against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I actually like DeAndre Hopkins today. You know, Will Fuller's coming off the monster game. I think this is an opportunity for DeAndre Hopkins to bounce back. Hopefully we do get to see Tyreek Hill on the field. Um, we know that'll help the Chiefs offense. Uh, but this is a game where there's a lot of guys on each side who should probably be in your fantasy lineups. But if you had to pick your favorite guys from this matchup, who would they be? Uh, if we're looking at just sort of clear-cut, established plays for Houston, I'd say for sure Deshaun Watson uh, and for sure DeAndre Hopkins. If you're looking on the Kansas City side, the, the must plays. It's once again Mahomes and, and Travis Kelsey. But uh, if you're looking for a few contrarian plays in here, I wouldn't necessarily go with Will Fuller, even though I like the matchup. And I think he has the ability to burn anybody deep, let alone Kansas City. Uh, but Kiki Kute. Uh, I think about what happened with the Chiefs against the Patriots and how susceptible they were to the over-the-middle-of-the-field passes. And it gets a new defense and a new coordinator, but the Chiefs are still susceptible. And they still give up chunk plays in the middle of the field. And, and, and Kiki Kute, uh, especially with no Kenny Stills today, is going to get a bunch of volume in the passing game. What's weird, Serta, is that they traded a third, possibly a fourth-round pick away for Duke Johnson. And that would have been his role in the offense, but they've decided to use wide receivers instead, and Duke Johnson has basically been rendered meaningless. So I think a lot of people are going to go to Carlos Hyde considering uh, how the Chiefs got gashed by Marlon Mack last week. The difference is, is that the Colts have a top-five, possibly top-three offensive line, uh, and Marlon Mack is a far superior back to Carlos Hyde. So. If you're trying to go with variance here and trying to go with the idea that, you know, the Chiefs just can't stop the run, yes, it's true, but the Texans' offensive line is far worse. So I like Kute uh, on the side for the Texans. And, and coincidentally, I think for the Chiefs, I, I'm still backing Damian Williams just because I know what his role is going to be. And you can't really say that for the rest of the Chiefs' running backs. Well, Sean McCoy didn't have a carry last week, and I know that Williams is going to be involved in the passing game. And I know that both of these quarterbacks are going to be taking shots downfield, and you can use Williams in that role as well. So uh, there's plenty of guys to play, but I think sort of the sleeper plays for me would be Damian Williams on the Kansas City side and Kiki Kute on the Houston side. Yeah, there, there's just too much positivity surrounding Carlos Hyde for me this week, so I'm avoiding him in all in all formats because yeah. everyone's just assuming that he's going to have this monster day against the Chiefs, and he certainly can. Obviously, they're bad against the run, but uh, I, I don't trust Carlos Hyde at all. And I mean, can I, you have can you have a revenge game if you've already been on like seven different teams? <laughs> yeah. I, I, exactly. He didn't even play a regular season game, and he knew it was apparent that he was going to get cut. The Texans just happened to offer them a late round pick for Carlos Hyde, so it worked out for both teams. Like exactly, I, 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 he can be mad that he didn't get a phone call from Andy Reid all he wants. But <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, he didn't really deserve one. You were getting cut anyways, Carlos. That's 100 percent accurate. But 
So I want to talk about this Rams-Niners game. Um, it, it should also be another good one in all likelihood. Uh, Todd Gurley likely out in this game. Uh, I actually tried to get Todd Gurley as like a, uh, a buy-low candidate a couple of weeks ago. I couldn't get the owner to bite on it, though. Uh, he's getting touchdowns, but he's only averaging like 12 carries per game. He's out this week. Malcolm Brown's supposed to be in. Would you be willing to take a like a daily flyer on a Daryl Henderson who's supposed to be mixed in a little bit and hasn't really seen the field much in his rookie campaign? Not yet, and I was so high on Daryl Henderson coming into the season. You know, the the scouting comp was sort of like a poor man's Alvin Kamara. So how do you not get excited for somebody like that in the Rams' offense with Sean McVay with all the the uh, outstanding players around him, and he hasn't seen any snaps. He he hasn't played. So, yeah, Tadavella is not going to be in, but they also brought up John Kelly. Uh, I worry that he's going to eat into that role. And I don't know what they're waiting for when it comes to Darrell Henderson. Uh, I just know that he has value, but they just don't want to show it off yet. So um, I, I can't buy in on a guy that I haven't seen really anything from at this point, even though he was so highly touted. Tell the people how they can win some money at FantasySportsMarkets.com. They can go to that very site, fantasysportsmarkets.com, and enter any of our Sunday or Monday daily fantasy football contests. There is over 220000 bucks up for grabs. And if you have not played at Fantasy Sports Markets before, it's very simple. You go and you choose your team without worrying about how much a player costs. There is no salary cap. You can draft the guys that you want. You can load up and do a full-on game stack of Houston and Kansas City if you want. So go, enter. You can turn a $5 entry into 50000 bucks, or enter a bunch of them for a chance at over $220,000 over at FantasySportsMarkets.com. All right, Benny, we will catch up with you next week. Good luck. Go win some money. Yes, sir. Appreciate it, sir. Talk to you soon. Over the top. I'm going out on a limb here. Uh, it could absolutely blow up in my face. I was never on the Daryl Henderson preseason hype train, but I kind of like him today. I know the 49ers run defense has been fantastic all season. But it's hard to prep for a guy like Henderson when you don't really have any NFL film on him. Like, I I understand that running backs are generally a product of your offensive line and your scheme, but the Rams still want to run the ball a ton, even with Todd Gurley out. Malcolm Brown is going to get a bunch of work, but Daryl Henderson's supposed to be involved. I kind of like Daryl Henderson to potentially just get a long, break off a long touchdown run. I, I put him in one of my lineups, granted, it is a very deep dynasty league, and I didn't have many better options. But I like Daryl Henderson. I think that he's got an opportunity today to hopefully produce. Speaking of this Niners-Rams matchup, I, I love this game. Uh, Rams likely going to be without a keep to leave this week. Uh, so you have to start Malcolm Brown because Todd Gurley's not going to go. Uh, Niners run defense, as I just mentioned, has been fantastic this season. Uh, they haven't given up a touchdown to a running back so far. Uh, but I love Cooper Cup, top five wide receiver. Slot receiver, receivers have done very well against the uh, 49ers so far this season. Uh, Robert Woods has been down, but their secondary isn't great. Um, it's I, I like Robert Woods' potential, especially if Brandon Cooks doesn't go. He is questionable. Um, the 49ers pass defense isn't great outside of Richard Sherman, but they've been much better this season than they were last year. Uh, so it's been a rough season for Woods, but I like his potential today. Jared Goff is much better at home. I think that Woods has a chance to get involved today. Uh, Gerald Everett, Niners have been one of the best teams in the NFL against against the tight end position. 
but he's been so involved in the passing game and it's such a terrible, terrible position again this season. I think that you have to start him if you put went out and picked him up this week. Uh, George Kittle, questionable now, which sucks. I love Jimmy G in this game, but if George Kittle for some reason can't go, then I don't love Jimmy G. Uh, it sounds like George Kittle has a good chance to play. He's supposed to test it out pregame. Uh, for some reason, he doesn't. Uh, somebody who's got the same kickoff time as, as them, the uh, 305 kickoff. Noah Fant has a nice matchup today for the Denver Broncos. He could be a guy that you have to go out and add last minute. If for some reason, George Kittle doesn't go. Uh, Rams secondary has really struggled, So and, and they probably don't have a keep to leave. So I like Jimmy, but again, if Kittle doesn't go, I'm not playing Jimmy G. Uh, Kittle's torched the Rams defense over the last three games he's played them. So I really, really hope that he plays. Uh, Matt Breida uh, just keeps banking those 22-mile-per-hour touchdown runs. Uh, I love him today. I like Tevin Coleman a lot. Uh, Rams have not been good against opposing rushers so far this season. They're both going to be involved. They have the best rushing attack in the NFL. I think you can put both of them in your lineup, and I am considering putting both of them in a single lineup because I think they're both going to be that productive today. Um, so I like both of them. I don't trust any San Francisco 49ers pass catcher outside of George Kittle, unfortunately. I uh, need to hit a quick timeout. When we get back, the top-off player of the week. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. Arrowhead Pride Fantasy Locks of the Week. What's up, guys? Ken Swanson with Arrowhead Pride giving you my daily fantasy lineup this week. Going with Kyler Murray at quarterback, stacking him with Christian Kirk against a bad Falcons defense. At running back, I've got Alvin Kamara and Malcolm Brown, who I expect to get a lot of the touches with Todd Gurley missing time. My other receiver spots outside of Kirk, DeAndre Hopkins against a bad Chiefs secondary. I think that's a no-brainer. Also going with DJ Chark. I like the value there. Tied in, I'm going with Travis Kelsey. Expect him to continue to be a steady presence in this lineup. And uh, my flex play, I'm going with Tyreek Hill. Uh, obviously, I'll have to change if he gets ruled out, but I'm going to uh, start and fire him up uh, if he does indeed play this week. On defense, I am going with Washington against the terrible Miami Dolphins. Be sure to check out me and Pete Sweeney on the Arrowhead Pride tailgate starting at 10 o'clock, getting you ready for Chiefs, Texas. Nobody has your football needs covered quite like 610 Sports Radio. Every single Monday night at 6 o'clock, the Therese Paler Show. Therese joined by BK from The Drive. Um, it's one of my favorite football hours in Kansas City, to be completely honest. For every football nerd out there, the Therese Paler Show is must listen. Uh, as well as every Wednesday, Arrowhead Pride Radio is back at 6 p.m. And then, of course, on Thursdays, uh, players only, Joe Mays, Dane and Hughes. And if you're a college football fan, Rush the Field with Jay Binkley. There just isn't another station in Kansas City who can fulfill your football needs quite like 610 Sports Radio. Top off player of the week. So he's had kind of a down year so far, but I still have faith in DeAndre Hopkins because he's just DeAndre Hopkins. Like, you know, he was drafted as the number one wide receiver in fantasy football. I understand that he's struggled, but it's not like he's been as bad as Odell Beckham or Mike Evans. Like, he hasn't been quite that bad. He just hasn't had the monster performances that, that we're used to having. Uh, but they're coming, and, and I, I think it's coming today. I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to go off against the Chiefs today. 
Uh, you know, I, I'm rooting for fireworks across the board in this game. I want to see the offensive matchup that we're all hoping it's going to be. I just see a scenario where DeAndre Hopkins finally shows up for that number one draft pick status that you, that you had for him coming into the season. Soft hands catch. Third down and five as Watson sets and now throws. It's Fuller. Will Fuller into the end zone. His third touchdown today. I got Will Fuller last week. I know I, I nailed that pick. I think he's in for another good game again today. Like, like, like I said, I am loading up on this Chiefs-Texans matchup. Um, generally, when I decide to do that, uh, it tends to be a little bit underwhelming. But I think that there's going to be a lot of passing in this game, two explosive offenses. I think that Will Fuller can absolutely have another good game. I, I, I don't bank on him putting up 200 yards again. But I think that he's absolutely got an opportunity to be highly productive. Got a few more matchups to get to before the Arrowhead Pride tailgate with Pete Sweeney and Ken Swanson. Atlanta Falcons at the Arizona Cardinals. Matt Ryan, he's been a great fantasy quarterback despite leading the NFL in interceptions. Uh, he's still putting up numbers, and the Cardinals have given up the second most passing touchdowns this season. So, obviously, I love Julio Jones, who's been quiet the last couple of weeks. I like Calvin Ridley, and I like Muhammad Sanu this week. Um, that that Cardinal secondary is is just that bad. Uh, Calvin Ridley's been very up and down so far this season, but I think that he should be in for a good one today. Muhammad Sanu caught his first touchdown pass last week for the first time in like 14 games. I think he can keep that going this week as well. Austin Hooper, uh, he's been awesome, but the uh, and uh, the Cardinals are the worst team in the league against opposing tight ends. We've talked about that already. You start all your tight ends against the Cardinals, unless it's Tyler Eifert, because Tyler Eifert was just absolutely brutal, but he's the only tight end that has failed to produce against the Arizona Cardinals so far this season. Austin Hooper's been fantastic. He has to be in your lineup today. Um, I don't like the Falcons' running game. Uh, Freeman and Smith are basically just splitting carries now, but it is a good matchup, so they're not guys that I'm pursuing in my daily lineups, but in your regular redraft leagues, you probably have to start a a Freeman, and I, I don't really want to play Edo Smith, but he is getting a little bit more involved, so he could be a desperation play. Uh, David Johnson has a back issue. Sounds like he's going to be okay. Sounds like he's going to get involved today. Uh, Chase Edmonds got involved last week. He broke off a long touchdown run, so he was a popular ad this week. Uh, for some reason, David Johnson doesn't go. Obviously, you get uh, Chase Edmonds in your lineup, but he's not a start if David Johnson is in this league. He might spell David Johnson, but if David Johnson's involved it's going to be the david johnson show not chase Edmonds. so don't put him in your lineup unless for some reason david johnson doesn't go uh the falcons have allowed the 11th most rushing yards on the season so i do like that running game i like kyler murray a lot this week falcons secondary is an absolute disaster uh not only did they lose their best safety of the season which he they, their secondary has been absolutely brutal when he has not played uh they've allowed 10 touchdown passes in the last three weeks 10 in the last three weeks um and they don't sack the quarterback. Uh, Desmond Trufant, also likely not to play in this game. He is their best cornerback. So I love Larry Fitzgerald. Christian Kirk is also a game-time decision, but it sounds like he's going to play, so I like Christian Kirk a lot. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson might be a dart throw if, uh, for some reason, Christian Kirk is not healthy. The Tennessee Titans at the Denver Broncos. Broncos are one of the worst pass defenses, one of the worst pass defenses in the league uh, against pass-catching running backs right now. Uh, so Deion Lewis might be a guy that you take a look at. Like, he hasn't been quite as involved in the offense as we thought he would be coming in the season, uh, largely because Derrick Henry's been fantastic so far this year. 
But I think Deion Lewis is a guy that you can take a look at this this week because I think that that matchup is good enough that he might have some opportunities. Derrick Henry has at least 17 touches in every game this year. Obviously, he's in your lineup. Broncos are giving up the third most rushing touchdowns per game. Um, I'm not playing any games with these Titans wide receivers. Uh, A.J. Brown's been good, and he's shown flashes. There's just not enough passing volume, and I don't really trust Marcus Mariota. Delaney Walker isn't even getting a ton of snaps anymore. Like He only played on like 54% of their snaps last week. I don't know if it's a health issue with him, but he's he's not a weekly tight end starter anymore. The same way that O.J. Howard is no longer a weekly tight end starter. I think that there's guys that you can find that are going to produce more than him or at least have more potential to produce than him. And really this week on the other side, it's Noah Fant. I think he is a sleeper this week um, for people who are worried about George Kittle uh, because he is a game-time decision. The Titans haven't been great against opposing tight ends, but they have allowed a tight end touchdown in four of five games. Uh, Philip Lindsay and, Dev- and uh, Royce Freeman, still in a full-blown timeshare. The Titans' run defense has been pretty solid this season. Uh, Cortland Sutton has been great. He'll hopefully see Malcolm Butler a lot today over Dory Jackson. Dory Jackson, the better of those cornerbacks. Uh, so I still think Sutton's establishing himself as a number one wide receiver. I like him today, but if for some reason he sees a Dory Jackson, then I like Emmanuel Sanders a little bit more. I, I actually kind of like both of them today, if I'm being completely honest, but Cortland Sutton has been the bigger producer of the two. I, I really, really love his game. I think he is rounding himself into a legitimate number one wide receiver. The Dallas Cowboys, the New York Jets. Not sure what the Cowboys are doing. Uh, the Eagles gave a blueprint to beat the Packers with their running game, but they just decided to throw the ball against Aaron Rodgers for whatever reason. Uh, but Dak is stretching the field. Uh, it's been amazing things for Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup when he's played. Uh, that should that should help this week. I, I I love Cooper. I love Gallup. Jets secondary is definitely suspect. But I am a little bit worried about that Cowboys offensive line. Sounds like they are going to be without Lael Collins. And left tackle Tyron Smith is a legitimate game-time decision. So keep an eye on that because it does affect their offense quite a bit especially if they're going to be without both of their starting tackles. Uh, Randall Cobb, actually a really bad matchup, and you shouldn't be playing Randall Cobb anyways. He had one good matchup this season, and he had like a 75-yard touchdown callback because of a penalty. Outside of that, he's done absolutely nothing. And uh, Ezekiel Elliott's obviously in your lineup. Dual threat backs have had some success against the Cowboys going back to last season, so I actually like Le'Veon Bell this week with Sam Darnold coming back. Uh, Cowboys secondary is still strong. Um, so I don't want to play games with any of the Jets pass catchers. I know Rob, Robbie Anderson is a little enticing, I suppose, because Sam Darnold is coming back. And, and I'm just hoping that Robbie Anderson is going to get some opportunities now because he was drafted in most formats as a guy that you could probably start. Um, I don't love Jamison Crowder. I know with Sam Darnold in week one, he had a monster game. He had a bunch of catches over a hundred yards. Uh, but I, I still don't trust that offense right now until I see it from Sam Darnold. I got to see what Adam Gase is going to do with him. I got to make sure that spleen is correct, I guess. I don't really trust that offense at all. Um, Chris Herndon was supposed to be ready to go this week. I picked him up in multiple leagues. He's a talented tight end. I, I like his ability. He had over 500 receiving yards as a rookie tight end with Sam Darnold as his quarterback. They had a legitimate chemistry. Um I think that Chris Herndon has a ton of potential and a ton of ability in that offense. I think that he's going to be 
wildly effective. But now I've got some ca- some some pause about him as a player because he was suspended for the first few weeks of the season. Comes back, literally his first practice, he was running routes. The first work he's gotten since he got unsuspended. And he, like, partially tore his hamstring. So I don't know if he just wasn't working out at all during his suspension. Now I'm a little worried about him. So I might drop him this week and go out and pick up Noah Fant, who's got a decent matchup against the Tennessee Titans. The Pittsburgh Steelers at the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, I don't want to start any Steeler this week, if I'm being completely honest, and that's including James Conner because Devlin Hodges is the starting quarterback. Uh, No Samuels. He's out for a month. Uh, So, really, the Chargers, pretty much all they have to do is key in on the running game because we expect the Steelers to try to run the ball out. They've been running a ton of Wildcat, uh, even with Mason Rudolph as their starting quarterback. Uh, I just don't love that. I know the Chargers haven't been good against the run this season, but they're down to their third-string quarterback. I don't want any part of this matchup. Uh, I'm benching Juju in multiple leagues. I mean, he is the number one, I suppose, so he's going to get targets when they do throw, but I don't trust Devlin Hodges to throw the football in any possible way. So Juju Smith-Schuster is on my bench. That also means no Deontay Johnson. I love Deontay Johnson's game, but I cannot play him right now. Just not a chance. The Steelers are an absolute mess. Vance McDonald, I guess, might have a chance um, to get some of the underneath stuff, so he might be a play, and tight ends are just so terrible this season. Vance McDonald probably has to be in your lineup anyways. Uh, The Chargers gave up three tight end touchdowns a couple of games ago, so there is some upside there. Uh, The Chargers, another major injury to their offense. They lost center Mike Pouncey, uh, which obviously hurts their offensive line continuing to plummet. I still like Austin Eckler. Um, Even with Melvin Gordon back, I think Austin Eckler, they're basically just using him as a wide receiver now. He was just running wide receiver routes a ton last week, and I think that that could be a huge role for him moving forward. So I still like Austin Eckler in all of my lineups. Melvin Gordon should be in your lineup. Uh, Sealer's secondary has actually been pretty good lately, but Keenan Allen coming off of two bad games. I'm hoping he can get more involved today and he can turn this thing around. The Lions at the Packers real quick. I don't really love anybody in this game. Uh, Kenny Galladay probably going to see Jair Alexander a lot, so I don't think you can start him. Uh, Aaron Jones coming off the huge game, but Jamal Williams might be back. And that Lions defense is sneaky good. Don't trust anybody in this matchup, to be completely honest. Uh, But thank you guys for listening. Continue to tweet me at Steven Sir. I'll try to answer your lineup questions coming up next. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.